A lot of us have stubborn mules in our lives. We try to make change, and they get all confused and persistent about keeping things the same. Heck, maybe we act as our own stubborn mules sometimes. Well, maybe it has less to do with their stubbornness and more to do with our assertiveness. Hmm. Dr. Cashy has five keys to turn our wishbones into backbones. Roll the intro! Hello, everybody, and welcome to <sniffs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and today we are going over one of Dr. Cashy's fixes, and that is how to live with stubborn mules, even if they resist change. And I've got five keys I'm going to discuss with you today. All right. One of, the, one of the questions I hear a lot of people ask themselves, either directly or indirectly, uh, when I talk about situations like this or when I talk with them about situations like this, is kind of this, this give and take, this push and shove, this pull and push of, am I a pushover or are they stubborn? Yes, maybe. I see it as like this uh, self-sustaining dysbiosis. Okay, like an equal opposite of a symbiosis, I suppose. Uh, fiddling with some vocabulary here. Uh, both of these labels are often relative to each other, right? You're, you're a pushover as much as somebody else is a pushy, et cetera, et cetera, all right? And for that reason, affording yourself a diagnostic or a systematic approach to interacting with the people you live with to help relieve you of these labeling pressures is a good thing, okay? In other words, when you establish what behavior is reasonable ahead of time, you can stick to that if you're stonewalling or in this case, getting stonewalled, all right? I have other material covering different aspects of these interactions. Make sure to search Coffee with Cashy for those. I have some fun stuff about, you know, feeling that other people are sabotaging you uh, and things of that nature. In many cases, right, communication breakdowns give you the impression that other people are sabotaging you, but you're just on a different page than the other people in your household, okay? However, I would say one in 10 cases, anecdotal values, is that there is, in fact, dysfunction beyond the initial miscommunication, okay? Some people really are just stubborn mules that resist change. Hey, maybe that person is you, and maybe you're listening here, and instead of being called out publicly, you can audit your current relationships to get a more objective view of how you behave with those you spend the most time with, okay? <clears throat> Moving on. Moving right along. Some people that you live with in particular, some people, they might have questionable reactions when you try to change, right? Sometimes, many times they feel threatened because the changes signify something scary to them. Sometimes they act frustrated at your multiple attempts of changing, citing frequent failures. Sometimes they are forced to look at their own decisions and that's uncomfortable, okay? It's easier to stay the same than it is to change. And that means getting resistance to change from people you live with is 100% a normal thing. It's absurd, it's absurd to think that anybody would ever be on board wholesale immediately in any way. It actually makes very little sense for that to occur. So that's why I think this is a worthwhile topic to discuss. However, what is worth discussing further is that this has way less to do with the other person being stubborn and way more to do with you being decisive and more importantly assertive. Lots of times we try and take the approach of like, well, how does this other person feel? What are they thinking? How do, you know, in this case, I'm taking the other side and saying, okay, we're gonna talk about this in terms of you, okay? And again, it has less to do with them being stubborn and way more to do with you being decisive and more importantly, assertive, okay? When prepared ahead of time, especially when reviewing third person Dr. Cash's material, 
you can be confident in the logic and reasons behind the approach that you're taking. Okay. Again, attempting to change another person's mind or perspective is a ridiculously tall order under any circumstance. Okay. <laughs> can just consider it impossible. All right. What you can do though, is turn your wishbone into a backbone and stiffen your spine about being resolute. Confidence and resilience is quite a bit different from being a stubborn a-hole. And in this case, one embraces change and the other resists it many times, despite convincing evidence for the net benefits for the household as a whole. All right. So here are the five points. Here are the five points. I'll discuss these first. Make sure I'm in line here. Here are my five points. Read these out. Point number one, be specific about how your current situation affects your mind and body in a negative way. Step number two, or point number two, get an inch instead of taking a mile. Get an inch in, all right? Get an inch instead of taking a mile. That's all they need, that's all you'll need. Key number three, all changes are temporary, pending reassessment. Point four, key four, role play with a trustworthy person before you confront. And key number five, turn your wishbone into a backbone, all right? So if you got your screenshots there, got your notes taken there, or things of that nature, I'm gonna go through and discuss these points in a little more detail, all right? So point number one, being specific about how your current thoughts, feelings, and actions, and the thoughts, feelings, and actions of other people in the house have an overall negative effect on your motivation, your mind, and your body. The more specific you are, the better. Additionally, the specifics of how this negatively affects others as well. So there might be net negatives all over the place. It's important to figure out what those are and bring those up. Remember this, an extremely important point. It is less about changing the other person's mind and more about showing how and why you are resolute in the changes that you're currently making. Again, this is different from constructing a formal argument to try and get a person to be like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Let's, you know, this is you describing what you are doing to another person and you describing your logic increases how resolved you are rather than trying to change another person's mind in this instance, okay? Key number two, getting an inch instead of a mile because an inch is all they need and an inch is all you need. Maybe you've heard the phrase, like if you give an inch, they'll take a mile, uh, same sort of thing, except we're gonna be using these powers for good. We're gonna be using these powers for good. By getting, by getting even a small change, it helps you and therefore the household at large and grants you the ability to gather even more data and more momentum justifying more changes. Many times stubborn people are stubborn because the seek that you change is just too dang large and that's fair or it's too large for them, right? And changes that appear sudden and giant are bound to cause resistance. It's the smart way to act. It only makes perfect sense to act that way, all right? So take these baby steps seriously and you will vaccinate the household towards the changes. <laughs> Neutral exposures to the change are the priority here, even above positive exposures. Screw positive exposures, always avoid negative exposures, all right, as best you can, shoot for neutral exposures because neutral means benign and low profile, all right? This is beneficial for the household and for you. Everyone can grow together at a rate that makes the most sense for them, okay? So for instance, you can replace one of the multiple takeout nights with maybe an eating out at home where you all make a nice meal, uh, mimicking some of the stuff that you order when you go out. It's fun. One of my, one of the previous coaches I worked with came up with that. Jonathan, it's a fabulous idea. Okay. You could try this. You can have a mix and match night with tons of different foods being laid out and everyone tries strange combinations. You can go out and just get dessert 
instead of having a stash at home that maybe you eat absentmindedly or have on top of an already super heavy restaurant meal. This is fun. Mrs. Cashy and I did this all the time before there were these crazy lockdowns and we might go somewhere and just get dessert. It's fabulous, all right? And you can, again, for another example, replace or remove junk foods that are at the very least right now too easy for you and others to overeat. So if you're the one getting the groceries or if other people are getting groceries, you can go with them and you can slowly but surely try and replace some foods that you know are easy to like, you know, we call them controlled substances. Y'all know what I'm talking about. For me, it's cashews. <laughs> for me, it's cashews. That's for another non-alcoholic beer, all right? Again, every few weeks, just another benign change. Another benign change, all right? So key number three, just as the camel's head in the tent goes in inch by inch, you can lubricate that by citing that you only wish to make changes for a few weeks just to see what happens, all right? And that this may sound like you're misguiding somebody, but it really is true. The only way to know something will work for you is if you try it. I think that's fair. Granted, you have to take it seriously when you try it, but you still have to try something before you decide to fully integrate it. So small benign changes, inciting that these initial changes will be in, a few, be in place for a few weeks or a month before assessing their fecundity. Uh, actually, use words like that at your own risk. Just see if it works and use that as a justification to take you know, more, more tiny steps. <laughs> right? Key number four, right? role play with a person you trust. This is super important when, as a person who might be pushed around a lot, or speaking with somebody who is particularly stubborn or both, it's easy to get flustered during these confrontations, all right? So write down your important points. Heck, bring the important points with you when you have the conversation. This may sound awkward and you may feel stupid, and you should. Why? Because you've been taught to feel that way. And I'm gonna teach you something else now. Uh, on the point of bringing your points, uh, a little bit of an aside for Dr. Cashy's story time here, I'll share one of the top terrifying confrontational experiences of my entire life. And I point this out specifically because I remember taking a bunch of crap for this. I took a bunch of crap for this. I brought notes to my doctoral defense, all right? A defense where I was defending myself against a terrifying committee of prestigious professors and researchers. One of them was a visiting professor on sabbatical, part of a Nobel Prize winning line of scientists, people. Terrifying, terrifying. I was stink-eyed by the most terrifying people I have ever met. And this includes foreign government officials, okay? I was spicy. I was a spicy lad and decided to YOLO it a bit. <laughs> And I may have acted differently in a way that was initially confusing and may even perceived as insulting, but what crime was I committed exactly by bringing notes? What crime was I committing? In other words, I broke implied rules that went against etiquette and cultural norms rather than breaking explicit rules. Where are they written? Where are they spoken? <laughs> okay? So I'm, I'm having a slight panic attack inside of my head, uh, even discussing this with you right now, and I only... I, I was getting all of my thoughts together and I responded uh, matter-of-factly, matter-of-factly on the outside, but actually having a stroke on the inside, that recording observations and referencing those observations is the cornerstone of the scientific method, and for that reason, I would rather be caught dead than naked. Uh, everyone simultaneously ended up chuckling in the most pretentious way possible. In fact, it was so pompous, I actually think it resurrected a British monarch. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Just <laughs> like it's the best, it's the craziest time ever in my life, okay? Anyway, there is unanimous agreement. The ice all but melted and the rest of the defense went swimmingly, okay? At its core, yes, this is a confrontation, but confrontation can just as easily change to something that feels adversarial to something that realistically is a partnership. 
Remember, as Grant's podcaster used to say, if two people agree on everything, then you have one too many people. <laughs> All right, and this leaves us with key number five. Key number five, turning your wishbone into a backbone. All right, just as you role play, just as you record your points, rehearse what you will say. Again, I will brazenly remind you that this is less about them and more about you. One of the few instances, okay? This rehearsal serves as a way for you to build your confidence in your choices. This confidence, however, must translate practically to strength and stamina, essentially. <laughs> Getting what I need is more important than making other people's lives more convenient and entertaining. Say it with me. Getting what I need is more important than making other people's lives more convenient and entertaining. If you need a bit of extra oomph getting what you need, then you gotta tell Dr. Cashy, he's got your back. <laughs> Wanna continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>